Commander, I'm not willing to risk losing a much-needed ally here. We wait for the Benthans. We have a little time to think of something before they arrive. Less time than you think, Captain. Six Benthan ships coming out of warp now. Maintain yellow alert. Let's keep this as friendly as possible. Maintaining yellow alert, sir. Sick beta bridge. Leanderson, go ahead, doctor. Make it quick, we've got company. She isn't human, sir. She's surgically altered. Professional job. Meant to fool us, the Benthans. Honestly, if she weren't injured, we'd probably never have known. She's Romulan, maybe Vulcan. I'm sending my report to Jace for review. Captain, we're being hailed. Stand by, Commander. Jace, thoughts? I've obviously not had the opportunity to study these findings, but preliminary review of the material would suggest the doctor is correct. I'd also like to commend the doctor. Captain, they are demanding a response. The lead ship's weapons are armed. Request permission to go to red alert. Denied. But the Benthans on screen. Starfleet vessel, I am Captain Kirvin of the Benthan Guard. State your purpose in this sector. Captain Kirvin, I am Captain Elijah Leandros of the USS Prioritas. We are on a mission of exploration and happened across this battle wreckage. It was our intent to search for and rescue survivors. Were any found? As a matter of fact, there were. We were able to rescue three survivors. Two Benthans and a Romulan. A Romulan? Captain Leandros, your reputation as a man of honor precedes you, but I will not tolerate any attempts at deception. I ask again, who did you find on that ship? Captain Kirvin, we rescued three persons from your brig. Two guards, one prisoner. The prisoner resembled a human female. We stabilized all three patients and extricated them to our sickbay. Both Benthans are in critical but stable condition. I will transmit their coordinates for their transport. Mr. Pentad. Coordinates sent. As mentioned, we also rescued a Romulan female from your brig. She resembled a human, both visually and anatomically. However, in our attempt to stabilize her condition, my chief medical officer and surgeon found that the female's physiology was that of a Romulan, or possibly a Vulcan. We will transmit the doctor's report now. And her coordinates. Captain, I'm going to be blunt. We are not giving her to you. We have far too many questions for her to answer. Further, the Romulan Republic has a strong relationship with the Federation. To turn over a Romulan citizen without their consent would hurt that relationship. She is an accused criminal. She must be interrogated and her accomplices found. If you harbor her, you become a criminal yourself. It would give me no pleasure to label you as such. What are her crimes? Weapons dealings. She was involved in giving the Kazons access to plasma weaponry. I can say no more. The investigation is ongoing. We've got questions as well. Why disguise herself as a human? Why help the Kazon? Why allow herself to be captured? She did not allow herself to be captured, Captain. The Benthan Guard did what the Benthan Guard does. Romulan operatives don't become prisoners. If their mission doesn't involve being captured, frankly, you'll have a corpse, not a prisoner. Your lack of knowledge will hinder this investigation. Starfleet will detain and question her. She will not be released. We can work out an arrangement that will benefit us both. Any information that will help you corral accomplices will, of course, be shared. Captain Leandros, you will hand over the prisoner. I will not ask again. No, you won't. You let us take her to the Janolan Sphere, or we will be forced to fight our way there. You are outnumbered, Captain. But I have the prisoner. You can destroy us and your criminal, or you can let us bring her to our authorities and share her information. Are you issuing me an ultimatum? I wish I didn't have to. I see. 
You will await our decision. They've cut transmission. Permission to go to red alert. I don't think it's necessary. Captain. Have you ever heard of the Judgment of Solomon? Of course. The two mothers battling over one baby. The king threatens to cut the child in two. The mother that would have had the baby live with another is given it as her own. We just threatened to cut the baby. I bet they love justice enough to let it be with someone else. They wish to speak. Putting them on screen, Captain. You may go. But be wary the next time you cross paths with the Benthan. We certainly will be. I hope our actions following this incident will mend any ill will. I will request that all relevant information be shared with the Benthan Guard. Thank you for your wisdom, Captain. Transmission ended. They haven't deactivated their weapons, though. Helmsman, set a course for the Janolan Sphere and do it quickly. I don't want them changing their minds. Turian, Cap. Engage. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Hello, Admirals. You're listening to episode 204 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast, and the first episode of 2015. This episode was recorded on Thursday, January 8th, and available for download or streaming on Monday, January 12th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. And I'm Cookie. And in the recording studio is our audio engineer, Skiffy. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Skiffy. Hopefully, we all had a fantastic break. Uh, I, I gotta say, I missed you all. We missed you, too. Yeah, we definitely missed you. It was uh, it was weird having two weeks off. It really was. <laughs> I know, I know. But a big shout-out to uh, to actually you, Skiffy, and, and Ben Churchill, um, and the rest of our audio team, too, because you guys did work on uh, a few things during the break, uh, including the end-of-year blooper reel. That was, that was super cool. Um, you like how we snuck that in there? Oh, thank you to you. We snuck that in without him knowing. I, I know. do believe I heard <laughs> through a grapevine that it brought tears to somebody's eyes. Aww. I did. I got a little verklempt. Well, here's to 2015 that we have just as much success and more this coming year. What do we have in store this week, Cookie? In Star Trek Online News this week, we get a glimpse into the upcoming revamp of the new Bridge Officer Training System. Upcoming events on the calendar, patch notes, and we improve our DPS with the help of members of the DPS League. Later, we'll talk to Star Trek Online Community Manager, Captain Smirk. Then, of course, before we wrap the show, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Admirals, we ended 2014 by meeting our goal on Patreon, and we are so very grateful for your support. 
Because of it, we can keep the lights on and we no longer have to pay out of our own pockets, out of our own paychecks from our, our day jobs to keep the show running. So thank you so very much for all of your help. And any of those extra funds that we do receive from new contributors will help offset the costs of traveling to conventions, of upgrading equipment. For instance, we were able to purchase a new microphone for Cookie and Jace thanks to your support. So new black Yeti microphones. So hopefully you'll be able to hear uh, hear the difference in this coming episode. We are continually humbled by your support. And even if you can't or haven't donated, you can support us by dialoguing with us. Your comments, questions, tweets, Facebook messages, in-game chats, they all mean the world to us and it lifts our spirits to engage with you. So even if you're a longtime listener, share your thoughts with us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, in-game, however you can reach us. Admirals, we're always looking for new members to join the Priority One podcast team. So if in 2015 you want to join, now's the time. If you have a special skill or interest that you'd like to contribute, then reach out to us via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, or you can visit the website and click on Red Shirt Uncle Sam. And even if a job posting isn't there, but you think you have something you'd like to contribute, fill out the form anyway. And if you're looking to join a fleet, the Priority One fleet is always recruiting. And you can join our weekly alerts for some awesome community fun, hosted on our Twitch.tv channel by Airborne of the Priority One fleet. And that's Twitch.tv forward slash Priority One. Additionally, we continue experimenting with broadcasting our recordings live on PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash live. Keep an eye on our social media platforms for showtimes. All right, Admirals, let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. All right, Admirals, the year starts big in Star Trek Online News. And this week, we got a first glimpse into the upcoming revamp of the Bridge Officer Training System in a dev blog written by systems designer Mike McTire. Currently, there are many ways to train your Bridge Officers by using up another Bridge Officer with the ability you want. Going to the Bridge Officer Trainer on Earth Space Dock or Quonos. Using the Training Panel via your Captain's Character Sheet. Or trading your Bridge Officer to another Captain, to another player who can teach the ability you desire. Unfortunately, some bridge officers can't be traded, meaning that depending on your own captain class and desired builds, some of those unusual characters you recruit might end up sitting on the bench. For instance, you know how you might have wanted to train that special bridge officer like the Federation Liberated Borg Engineer with, let's say, Directed Energy Modulation 3? But you couldn't because... You can't trade her to an engineering captain. Well, now you might be able to get her trained up just like you wanted her to be. In the new system, all bridge officer training will be via an item dubbed a training manual. Training manuals for some abilities will be available from the bridge officer trainer NPC, who you used to teach basic abilities from. And these training manuals for the abilities will come from a new crafting school. Now, fortunately, this is not a school that will have to be leveled up like beams or cannons in the present system. Captains who under the old system could train specific abilities will automatically unlock recipes for those training manuals, which are crafted from pads. And these are new components made in the same school. And going forward, they will be unlocked via the skill and specialization trees. 
This means that instead of having to strip your boffs of all items and then trade them to another player for training, you can simply buy a training manual from the exchange or swap them with friends and fleetmates. As part of this revamp, they are making some additional changes to the bridge officer ability system as well. In other words, UNLIMITED POWER! For one, new levels of some existing powers are being added. Also, boffs trained in an ability won't lose their old ability anymore, with the new one overriding the old one. Instead, a new submenu will allow you to slot which ability you want for ground and space on that boff at any given time. One note though, adding more abilities to a boff will cost more and more expertise depending on how many they already know. Finally, all boffs will be able to train in any specialization. So your favorite science officer could train and become a hybrid intel officer. No more being strictly limited to the available intel bridge officers. And the same will go as more boffs specs are added. But so they're still going to be limited to their own, like science will still be limited to science. Tactical, tactical, right? Right. So Except you, for the intel. Intel, anybody can have. Correct. Intel, anybody can have. These new specializations are not a part of the traditional tactical engineer and science. So you, you, although you cannot train a science officer with a tactical ability, you will be able to train a science or a tactical or an engineer with an intel ability or a something something ability whatever they decide comes down the road hmm. and this process will use a form of training manual called a specialization qualification which gives them the specialization itself as well as a basic set of four ground and four space abilities so these are some big changes and for the most part we feel that they'll help us more easily customize the officer we'd like to use with the powers we want them to have like i've always wanted to have my federation liberated borg have direct energy modulation three now, we're going to summarize the item portion of the process, right? Because we have, I don't want to call it a currency, but we definitely have new items that we're going to have to worry about. So, pads will be crafted from green materials and a small amount of dilithium and EC. Pads can be traded or sold and are used to craft training manuals. And training manuals can be made by captains who have unlocked specific abilities. Specialization qualifications can be made by captains with 10 specialization points in that spec. The basic training manuals can also be purchased from the bridge officer trainer on Earth Space Docker Kronos. So, did you notice any Easter eggs in that picture of the new boff skill training system? No. So my friend Brian pointed out to me, if you click on that image, it blows up and then it shows the full image. And if you look at the top left, there's a tab with a small icon representing an unreleased ship. The one that's labeled Natal, N-A-T-A-L. What? You know what? I saw that and I thought it was one of the, I thought it was one of the, um, uh, Herogen. No. Yeah. I, th I figured it was one of the Herogen ships. I did notice that. Well, we don't know for sure, of course, but a lot of people are thinking that it's the Vaudoir Assault Cruiser. And if you compare that to the image in the pic on Wiki, it's kind of looks it's totally plausible that that could be it the image of of the vaudoir so it's it's the still wiki has a picture of the vaudoir yeah ship. and we can link it in the show notes but um yeah and then brian also mentioned that it's the same one that's the same one that you fly in the delta rising story missions so it's totally likely that that could be a new ship 
but we don't know for sure. Well, curiouser and curiouser, we'll just have to find out. In the meantime, it's just rumors and gossip. Mm-hmm. I also noticed some new icons in that picture. They look great, and although it will take some time getting used to it, but I think that they more accurately describe the functions of each ability. I saw some, and I mean, I, I couldn't really recognize. Oh, hazard emitters. All right, I see. So it's like flame, and then little healing things on a flame to put out the yeah. flame. All right, that's cool. I, I can so see that. You just that. have to. I mean, it'll yeah. t- take a little bit to memorize them, but because we're so used to the old ones, obviously. But I think for new players, it's going to be a lot easier to tell what does what. Yeah, these icons look nice. They. Um, I'm looking forward to them. I'm going to make an assumption and guess that that was Thomas. And if not Thomas, it's the new UI artist. But either way, I mean, Thomas uh, and the new UI artists are doing a fantastic job with this revamp. And, uh, you know, it definitely makes it easier to understand what the powers are just by kind of a click of a button, which is by design. That brings us to our first community question. What are your thoughts on the new bridge officer training system? What abilities are you looking forward to training most? Let us know your thoughts in the comments section for this episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash PO204 or in the post for this episode on the official Star Trek online forums. And this week, we also had some patch notes. And although short, still some important bugs were fixed. And it looks like they may have officially fixed, for the last time, loadout issues. Because one thing I started... Which means we'll be covering this again next week. Which, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, what? so, all right. So, at least it wasn't as bad as it was where I had to, like, completely redo my tray and my, my stations. But what was happening now is that I would slot a weapon, then write a new weapon. I'd slot a new weapon or a new item. I'd change maps, and it was back to the old weapon. Even though I saved the loadout. Mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed it until I started with my new build. And I started putting new things on. And then it was like, I just put this on. Why Listen, guys, off? we don't really have to talk about this because I've added it to our show template. This discussion will just automatically be inserted to every show. <laughs> well, hopefully this will uh, have been remedied already. And we'll find out this weekend. They also finally fixed the discount bug for the Breen Chell Gret Warship and the Breen Plush Breck Raider. Some players were not able to get those ships at the discounted rate of 40 glossy photos, but hopefully it's working for everyone now. You do have to log into the character that got the ship originally first and possibly talk to Q before the discount will work. For me, it didn't work unless if I did that, so make sure you do that. And, unfortunately, snowballs, unmelting snowballs, and half-melted snowballs will no longer have any chance of knocking down snowmen or players of the opposite faction. Oh, are you upset about not being able to troll people? I am a little bit, but that's okay. I, I mean, I'm a fan of the snowballs, and I love the fact that you could knock down people with them, and I enjoyed watching it as well. So yeah, this nerf is a little disappointing, but I do understand that it can get annoying. Really, anything that can move or alter another person's tune in any way can be used for trolling, So, and it can potentially get frustrating, and I get that. This from the person who bought a subspace party nullifier the day it came out. That was because (laughs) that was my irritation with the party amplifiers deactivating the nerf tonic, because that was was a one-time use item, and that's not always easy to come by. But they ended up fixing that, thank goodness. But other than that, none of the other stuff bothered me. So I mean, but I get it. I totally get it. But that's different, though. (laughs) 
that costs some money to get that nerf tonic. The snowballs, they just, you know, they just give you a little refreshing chill. We also have some upcoming events, Admirals, that we want you to be aware of. For instance, the bonus XP weekend is coming up January 15th through the 19th. And during this time, skill points and expertise will be doubled. So this weekend might be a good time to try to get some more specialization points or level up your alts. Or you can save up for those bridge officer abilities that might start costing a little more. Save up what? What are you talking about? No, because wasn't XP? it you needed expertise to... You buy. It might cost more expertise to have more bridge officer abilities. Isn't that what you were asking about? Oh, was it expertise? I thought it was EC or something. You, you burn expertise to make their abilities stronger. Right now it's EC that you have to spend. But well, no, 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 but this, we're talking about after you apply a power to your bridge officer. You know, you have to go into their skills. And level it and up. Click the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the nine okay, levels. I see what of, you mean. Yeah. I never run out of that. No, most never people have a lot of it, es- especially now that, uh, yeah, especially now. Since <gasps> Sarcasm, I hope you're not serious. He put expertise will be, probably be reset to zero. That would no be way. terrible. That's not, that's not <laughs> <laughs> Last weekend, we hosted our first live stream for 2015. And not only were we joined for the first part by content manager Laughing Trendy, but we also got a lot of help from Ryan STO and Sarcasm Detector with our builds. I have already doubled my DPS, and I'm learning new techniques and things I never really knew about the intricacies of space combat. There's still a lot to learn, but I'm just so grateful for the opportunity we had to spend time with them and learn from them, because before that, I was just kind of feeling stagnant, and I just wasn't really moving forward with anything in the game. You can check out our live stream of Elijah's new build on our YouTube channel. Links will be in the show notes. All right, Admirals. And the last piece of Star Trek Online news is actually some Twitter activity. Garrett Wong seems to have been at Cryptic Studios offering some voiceover work to the game. I'm sure we'll get more details about his involvement in the game. Probably, I'm sure it has to do with the anniversary event coming up, but uh, we'll just have to stay tuned for that. Well, that wraps up STO news for this week. Now, community manager Captain Smirk joins us to chat about STO and what players can expect in 2015. Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs accessed. Joining us for the first episode of Priority One Podcast in 2015 is Star Trek Online's community manager, Captain Smirk. Thank you for joining us and being the first guest of the new year, Trevor. Thanks. Happy 2015. We're in the future now. I know. <laughs> we are. I can't wait for those self-powered lacing shoes that Nike's supposed to come out with. I know. And dustproof paper. It's what? amazing. No. What? I haven't yeah. heard of that one. And so, I got my hoverboard. I know. You do have your hoverboard or you, you're waiting for your hoverboard? I've got it. It's just a piece of plastic and I kind of make believe that it's floating. <laughs> I totally believed that hoax for like five minutes <laughs> last year when they did oh. So let's jump right in. So we just saw a blog published from Star Trek Online's executive producer, Steven D'Angelo, reviewing the milestones for the game in 2014. And of course, he teased what players can expect in 2015. Now, as community manager for a five-year-old MMO, which is an amazing milestone, what are your plans for 2015? Well, we've got a lot of different events and a lot of different things that we're planning that, of course, I can't talk about as usual. But I I have a great opportunity to schedule some really good engagement coming up with some of the different things that we're going to be popping up for weekend events and seasonal events. And the success we've had in 2014 of planning our engagement in a little bit of a different way 
and trying to include and really incorporate the previews of new lockbox items and the new monetization items like any of the ships or gear that come out, the new rep systems has been working really well. So all that stuff that we have planned going forward, we're going to make sure to get previews out in advance. We're going to get samples sent out so I can either do a show on Holodeck or on Tribble or even on our internal engineering shard if necessary so we can show you guys all this cool stuff. So we want to do some some fun ways to bring the community in and there's, God, I wish I could tell you, we had a great presentation of some things that are coming in 2015 that are really going to excite players and it's going to kind of, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be alt love and we need some oh, new yay! alt love. Oh, <laughs> yay! Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Man. That's, that's exciting because I know that for Delta Rising, of course, people uh, were concerned that a lot of the new game features and additions kind of made it difficult for players to love their alt um, or use them at all or use them the, at the, all yeah this winter <laughs> event has been the only time i've been logging into my alt since delta rising <laughs> i'm sure that that'll make us many players very happy yes. i hope so after seeing everything that we uh, saw in the presentation i can i can really i mean i i was a player long before i ever worked for the company and i know that a lot of the stuff that's coming excited me as a player not just as an employee, not just as the community manager. So I know once the players get a hold of what's coming, and you're already starting to see some of it come through in some of the blogs we put out. Like, I know everybody is starting to talk about the new BOF training and the new spec tree. And we've already had some guesstimates of stuff coming out for our anniversary coming up soon. It is the big five-year anniversary. We're Ooh. so old. Is it a Nerve Tonic <laughs> Tribble? Are oh, they going to give out a new Nerve Tonic Tribble? I, what would that look like? Would it just be a regular Tribble with a bottle strapped to its side? I think it would be wearing a little bikini. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like an Orion Tribble. What is the... I know you can't talk too much about what kind of love they also get, are going to get, but uh, so this is for 2015, though. This is something that is more of a short-term or yearly goal, not something that we'll see in 16 or 17. Right. We've got a lot of new and old things coming back in different ways in 2015 that the players should be pretty excited about. And there are a lot of uh, internal discussions going on right now for taking care of some of the issues that have been present that the players are very concerned about. The queues and STFs is one thing that we are all looking at. We've been working on very hard to reassess and to get good data and good feedback on what's been going on. So we've activated a few good testers and basically done what we've done in the past where we've gone and focus grouped some of the information so we wanted to do that to really find out what's going on so we can we can rebalance things and get things back to a state where the players are going to enjoy going in and doing the queues again and it's strange we've had a lot of reports and we've had a lot of you know people have been very passionate about the queues and the state of the queues and i even had to put out a feeler post in the forums recently to ask the players of what their perceptions of how things were going and it didn't go so well and it was kind of sad for me because I hopped in the game and I tested out all of the cues myself and they popped very quickly for me so we had reports saying that it would be an hour before certain cues would pop and I got in and they popped within less than 30 seconds and this was on my personal account this was not on my dev account not on my magic account I wasn't broadcasting and letting anybody know ahead of time that, hey, I'm going to fill up this STF who wants to join me. It was just middle of an afternoon on a weekday. I hopped in, and for about an hour, I went through every single queue to see what the average wait time was, popped within less than 30 seconds, left the queue before it started. I would go to another one and try it. And, of course, the ones that took me the longest are the 20-man events, which makes me a little 
a little sad inside because I really want to do Mind Trap. I love Mind Trap. <laughs> Salt vampires are just so adorable. <laughs> so what did you personally learn in 2014 that you hope to apply in this new year? Definitely learned that when it comes to conventions, we need to do booths. Yeah, that I, I saw your, your booth and or Star Trek Online's booth and it looked pretty big and it looked like you had a lot of interests. Yeah, it was a lot of fun going to the convention. It's been years since I've worked a con. I had to go and work uh, at the San Diego Comic-Con a couple years in a row when I was younger. And the company I worked for was just a comic book chain here in the Bay Area. Uh, we had a nice big booth and it was a lot of fun getting to hang out and just see all the comic book fans for the entire week that we were down there. And for VegasCon, we did the panel this past year, and we've done panels before, and it was always the practice that we would just kind of find out where you podcasters had a booth, and we would just kind of you know, <laughs> check in and not check out for a few days. For this year, for San Francisco Con, it was so close to the office, it's just right up the freeway, that we wanted to test out doing a booth there. Creation was awesome. As soon as we expressed any interest in doing a booth, they jumped on the chance. And they actually ended up giving us a lot of really cool help. Like, uh, I'm sure you guys saw in the picture that gigantic Voyager banner that we had. Mm -hmm. They made that for us. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. When we, we, we knew what the art was. We sent them the art ahead of time. But um, when we got to the, the hotel and I was setting up, they had the tables and everything set up for us. And I was trying to figure out where to put all the computers and where to get everything ready to go. And then they pulled out the giant box with the banner in it. And it's it's taller than I am. And that's I just kind that's of... awesome because I thought that that was something that you guys prepped and printed and had all done, but that was pretty cool of creation. Yeah, they did a really awesome job getting that put together and printed up for us. And then it was a big fan favorite. Like people were coming over, asking constantly if they could take pictures in front of it. So the first day we had it blocked by our tables. The second day we, and third day we knew we had to leave a nice open space for people to come in and get their pictures taken there. So do you think that, you know, is, is that it? Do you think it's going to happen at Vegas this year? I am pushing for Vegas because I know that there is also, um, there's not going to be another San Francisco convention until 2016. They're going to postpone it. They're not going to do one this year. And I know that with Creations booking, if you book one year, the following year you get priority booking. So next year is the big 2016 50th anniversary in Vegas. Right. So because of that, I definitely want to get a booth for 2015 so that we get priority registration for the next year. So this will be a good way for us to test out because doing it next to our offices is super easy. We just drive up there every day and boom, it's like a five minute commute and we can set up and take everything down. Going to Vegas is entirely different. We will have to take everything with us and that's going to be a lot of extra plane seats that I'm going to have to buy so I can put all my Legos and and various oh Star God. Trek things and tribbles in the seats <laughs> next to me. They need a lot of elbow room. Yeah. But definitely wanting to do a booth in Vegas this upcoming August and next year. And then in tandem with that, we would want to set up a panel. And it'll be much easier to do a panel if we have a booth because then people can immediately go out and try out the game and test it out. And that's what we want to have set up. So that's the big thing I've learned in 2014. And thankfully it did really well and the company's very happy with the results and the team had a great time i'm sure you guys saw all the pictures of mm -hmm. everyone laughing with the, the fans yeah. and all the kids that were in costume and the celebs you didn't have one single same expression in any of the pictures <laughs> I noticed. except for my hungry angry turtle face oh that was definitely unique yeah <laughs> Well, that's really exciting. I, I really hope that uh, you guys get to have a booth at, at the convention this coming year. 
So we talked a little bit uh, before about the forum concerns, for instance, with the Q reporting. Um, and there are other members of the community as well that, that just generally doubt the success of Star Trek Online. They feel that some developers may exaggerate the state of the game and are oblivious to the, the, the quote-unquote real state of the game, you know, being in the trenches. And, and, and now that rumors like a possible buyout of Perfect World Entertainment have surfaced, the doomsday threads are, are certainly a plenty. So what, what can you tell those concerned about the future of Star Trek Online? Well, the future is never certain. That's definitely something that I'm not going to try to cover up. But nobody has anything to fear about us being bought out or about the company going under because Star Trek has been doing very well. I know that there are a lot of naysayers and people who don't believe that. And there is some miscommunication on our part from our staff members, especially the infamous line that is now on everybody's signatures in the game or in the forums about how it's the best expansion ever and the players love it. <laughs> I've seen some very clever and very cute. Like yesterday, I saw somebody had a Dosakis guy, the most interesting guy in Stowe. And it was just him saying, I don't always play Star Trek, but when I do, I'm grinding on Argala. <laughs> that kind of signature does make us laugh. And I did think that was funny. It's much better than the signatures that I've had to punish people for having where they compare us to very evil and very not funny people and movements and political bodies and things. Those are the kind of signatures that get a little out of hand. But it all stems from when we first had the launch, there was a statement that went out that the expansion was our best expansion ever. And that, at that time, was about the fact that when the, the launch went live, I don't know if you two remember, I'm sure many people who listen to this podcast will remember that in previous launches for different seasons, like season nine and season eight, and even some of the seasons before that, we had server crashes many crashes sometimes. I remember one of my first launches, I think we were down for an equivalent of nine hours on launch day. I think that was for season eight. Yep, yep, I remember those. Yeah, and that was that was really fun. I, I got to man Facebook and yep. the forums, and I was grinding social media that day. Which was why it was decided that one one season to do an early release, right? To just kind of alleviate the server. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know, I don't remember. The companies tried different things and different methods, but the success of the Delta Rising expansion was, it was our most successful launch of an expansion, and that was what D'Angelo was referring to when he put out that statement about how it was the most successful launch we had, because we had no downtime, we had no server crashes, and that isn't to say that we didn't have problems afterwards and issues that we ended up taking the maintenance down for server, for the server down for maintenance, or issues that then ended up later being things we had to go back in and correct or reevaluate our stance on. But for the launch itself, when the game first launched, the, the servers were fine. We handled the massive influx of people, all the new registrations, and technically it launched beautifully. And it was our most successful, uh, successful launch day ever. The game did very well, the servers did well, and that was a real testament to the team and the devs for putting out a solid, stable version of the, the launch that went out. They had tested a lot on Tribble. They had put a lot of the, the material out for everybody to try out and check out and see what was working and what was causing you know, blue screens, graphic card crashes. And we really learned a lesson when we had launched season nine about the underwater view when people couldn't see anything from surface tension. They couldn't see the surface of the, of the star. Everything was kind of dark and mysterious and they couldn't see anything at all. So we wanted to avoid that kind of issue. And for Delta Rising, we were really successful in doing that. So I know a lot of people thought that he he meant it in a bit of a different way. And those signatures did start popping up about a month after the launch when there were not really technical problems so much as there were just problems. 
that people began latching onto. And I felt really bad for the fact that that, that statement was meant to talk about how well the team had done getting everything I felt that's rising successfully and it ended up being kind of morphed into this this tongue-in-cheek statement that everybody is really loving to jab the the dev team with and I feel really bad for them about that right. but but Trevor you're also but you're not saying also that in terms of the grand scheme of things that Delta Rising was not successful though no Delta Rising was very successful it was very successful on many fronts we had a great addition of a bunch of the Star Trek celebrities, as everybody knows. People came into the game to specifically hear the cast members from Voyager that they love from the show. And not just to hear them, like they, they wanted to play the game, they wanted to try out the level cap increase, but the addition of so many different actors. Before we were putting one in at a time, maybe once every, every season, maybe once a year. Now to have five, like two, one had already been in the game and you know, they had all done it recording at separate time but to launch them all with one season and to have that big expansion contain so many different talented celebs from the franchise in one was a huge success also on the back end just our ability to get the trek celebs to recognize the game as an expansion of the universe and the franchise the fans really love having them back in and really drawing them in to want to be a part of this game to bring the players the characters that they loved and that can only go you know that can only be better going forward because we have many plans for for approaching celebrities and apparently now the fans do because people kept asking everyone at star trek con san francisco <laughs> anyone on stage they were like are you going to be in star trek online yeah. their booth is right outside Creating a intense. buzz yeah right. i know but but one, and one last question: it, the return on investment that the company has put into Delta Rising. It's not that in 2015 we're going to see all of a sudden a, a, a slowdown of development in any way, shape, or form. But on the contrary, we're going to see a continued growth of Star Trek Online because of its success. Yes, and the team has got some new ways that they want to try out releasing some of this content because they they definitely have plans for the entire year that are solid, that are really stable, that they're they're looking at the previous ways we release content and they're they're tweaking it and trying to come up with a, a new way so that they can eliminate some of the downtime and some issues that have popped up in the past and it's really going to be for the benefit of the players the players they have heard their feedback they have heard what they like what they want more of and they're really going to they're trying much more to lay out the entire year to really bring content non-stop to everyone throughout 2015 excellent and I wish I could go into more detail. I really wish I could, but it's going to be, like I said, some old things are coming back. Some new things are going to be structured in different ways. And right now there are some things on Tribble that just got patched this mm -hmm. past week that I know as soon as the, the fans saw that, then I started getting flooded with tickets about issues with the copy your character to Tribble feature. It's <laughs> yeah. <CS> yeah. <laughs> skyrocketed. So I know people want to go on Tribble and see it. And they're really going to enjoy what's coming. We're so close to the anniversary. It's going to be really amazing when you guys see. There's there's something coming for the anniversary that's really going to spark the next year's worth of story. Everyone is thinking that the anniversary will be like an end. It's not. It, it's not at all. And I really wish I could tell you more. Well, it's just more reason to have you back on the show. That's all. <laughs> well, Trevor, I know you have a live stream coming up in just a few minutes, so thank you very much for joining us uh, on this Saturday morning, afternoon, and uh, we look forward to having you on again soon to talk more about perhaps the anniversary event as those blogs keep coming out, and we're looking forward to 2015. Me too. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and we are only a couple weeks away from the anniversary event, so we can definitely get on and talk to you more 
before and after as well. Of course, I I will have to wait to completely squeal like a geek after the <laughs> anniversary hits and you guys see everything that I, I, I can't tell you about now. But once that hits, then I'll definitely come back and give you some more hints and some more clues as to what's coming and some hints on, on new engagement. Exciting. Very exciting. Well, Trevor, thank you so very much for stopping by here on Priority One Podcast, and we look forward to having you again soon. You too. Good luck in the ice skating competition. I can't wait to see your outfits. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll open the hailing frequencies and see what's incoming from you, our listeners. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. All right, Admirals, we're at the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Now, let's look into a few ideas that have been submitted through our Game Ideas form on PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash Game Ideas. This week, we'll hear from folks like Zeus Legion 1, Griftimus, and Jake Eyes. Our first question that we pose in our Game Idea form is, what is your favorite thing about Star Trek Online and why? Zeus Legion 1 says... It's Star Trek. Nuff said. Okay, you twisted my arm. I like flying the ships and doing story missions and shooting ray beams at stuff. Ray beams? (laughs) That's awesome. That's what he said. (laughs) Griftimus says, grinding with fleetmates to help gain better gear to improve DPS. That's what I like to do right now, too. That's what we're all working on right now because we got to get into Mm -hmm. Borg Disconnected. There's a bunch of content I haven't been able to play yet because I'm afraid of dying. Yeah, what about the Battle of Corfez? I haven't even tried to touch that mission. Either have I. Battle of Corfez, I haven't touched it either. You know what? Dying is not that big of a deal anymore for me. I had like five group team heals and then five self heals, so I wouldn't die. <laughs> but I wasn't putting out very much. Right, GPS. so now you're you're practically hitting thirty K. Yeah, so now it's like I die for a second, that's fine. Who cares? I don't care anymore about dying. That's a whole new mentality for me. Plus, if you kill them so fast, then it doesn't matter because they they don't affect your health anyway because you kill them. Hey, off. Cookie, why don't you write for Still Wiki then and tell everybody how it is that you're getting that awesome DPS? You heard no. it here first, people. Now Cryptic's <laughs> going to introduce a death penalty worse than what we've got. Oh no! <laughs> Shh. Cookie says dying's no big deal. Let's introduce a death penalty, mm. permadeath. Your your account gets deleted. The second question is, what don't you like about Star Trek Online and why? Jack Eyes writes, lack of exploration. I've heard the justification of eliminating what was there and and agree that if that were released today, the forums would implode on themselves and suck all the life of the planet through it. But that still happens today. But the same can be said about other features still in the game. They should have left them, if only for the doffing, while they created something mind-blowing. I do, you see, I didn't do much exploration missions because they were, you know, like they got outdated pretty quick. The last week of December, like the last two weeks of December and and this first first week of January, I've, again, I'm getting into the game and I'm thinking, man, I kind of want to do something, but nothing is satiating that drive to want to play. You know, like I've, I've been upgrading my gear by buying them through the exchange and you know, doing the dailies on the Winter Wonderland event, but, you know, I, I, Delta Rising, there was content that I could turn through, and I know that they can't always do it, but exploration would be really nice, and, and if they could do something with the Foundry for that, that'd be awesome. I just started crafting. Way to go. Nice. I thought I didn't need to, because I had Skiffy, but I don't have Skiffy no more. 
Actually, but you know what? I the the whole thing is when I first started crafting, there was something different. I don't really know much about what was what it's how it started, but it was different. You had to craft like a bunch of junk you didn't need, and I did not want to craft a bunch of junk I didn't need, so I just didn't want to do it. I just decided I'm not going to do it. But now it's like the reputation system. You don't get a bunch of junk. You just put in your daily thing, like you do with any reputation system, and that's it. It's so much better now. Yeah, that that's always been that's been there since it launched, though. That hasn't changed. I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I thought it was just you just craft a bunch of junk. Part of the reason crafting a bunch of junk is more advisable is it's twofold. If you're running those missions that just give you XP and nothing else. Um, you're getting a, what is it, like 30% reduction in the amount of XP. So you're leveling 30% less fast. Because the stuff, really? yeah, the crafting missions give you more XP. Um, and... But it, when I look at it, it says like 6 or 8 XP Well, it's, it's 6,000, uh, but... No, it says... Well, yeah, it's 6 or 8 XP, but if you compare it to what you're putting in and the, the time invested, you're actually getting a lot less out of it. Uh, and the other reason you want to yeah, craft a bunch of junk... I sit there for an hour and just do a bunch of junk. The other reason you want to craft a bunch of junk is you can turn around and sell that junk on the exchange because it, it's not just useless who, stuff. Who, who buys this junk? People that's that are crafting the bigger things. I sell this stuff that's just like... Who would buy that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking about components. I'm talking about... Are you it's talking about components. components? If you're crafting something other than an item, it's a component. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Items, I think, is Russian components, American components, all made in Taiwan. Anyways, I'm just saying I'm gonna. I'm starting crafting. I should have started right away. I just had this in my mind that to craft, you had to just fill up your inventory with junk. That's what I thought crafting was. Captains, if you haven't already filled out our game ideas form on our website, check it out at priorityonepodcast.com forward slash game ideas and let us know your thoughts. Each week our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions and suggestions for the show. So please keep them coming. We love the dialogue. You can reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash priorityonepodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at priority one or shoot us an email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And we want your voicemails, too. We do have a widget that allows you to leave a voicemail. Well, that wraps up episode 204 of Priority One Podcast. Be sure to catch our episode every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show and submit your response for our community question in the comment section on our site or in the STO forum post for this episode. This week's community question is, what are your thoughts on the new bridge officer training system? What abilities are you looking forward to training most? Let us know in the comment section for this episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com or in the official post for this episode on the Star Trek online forums. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and give us a like or check us out on Twitter via at STO priority one. You can even join the priority one chat channel in game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space priority one. Admirals, we want to thank you for your ongoing support of Priority One Podcast. With your support, we've already hit our monthly running costs, and we are so very grateful to all our patrons. Don't forget, even if you can't offer financial support, sharing our show with your friends is another great way to show us your support. 
And don't forget to tune into Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency Podcast at guardfrequency.com. Covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming space sim, Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is not going to be any worse. The Priority One fleet is recruiting. If you're interested in joining, just shoot us an email with your at handle and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And now you can join our Klingon fleet division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join! Kapla! Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast, including our audio engineers, Skiffy and Ben Churchill. And to our support staffer, Midnight Shadow 7 and Admiral Winters. Thanks to our graphic artist, Romulan Ale, and to all of our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To our video editor, Jerry, and the writer of our new prelude dramas, Jake Morgan. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Epic Gamer Radio, Subspace Radio, and Trek Radio. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek Online community, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage. Stone news in three, two. All right, admirals. <laughs> All right, admirals. <laughs> You're the one that's like, Ugh. you know, I'm because I'm sick. I'm sick. Come on, I'm sick. You know, I'm sick. Everybody's known I'm sick. I was sick Saturday during you the did live very stream. Very well. I'm still sick now. I'm still sick You're now. Doing very I'm pulling, good. Good job. I'm. I'm it's like I'm on reserves. I'm on reserves right now. I'm pulling from reserves. I'm not gonna have a voice tomorrow. <clears throat> All right. Good job. Okay. <sighs> Stone news in three. Okay. Stone news in three, two, two. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't. I don't. <laughs> as part of this, as part of this revamp, they are making some additional changes to the bridge officer ability system as well. In other words, more powers. What's uh? What's the Star Wars? Unlimited. What is it? <laughs> That's not unlimited oh. power. Sounds like you're Nobody? saying unlimited. It's because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still nasal. I was thinking phenomenal cosmic power. Itty bitty living space. So, did you notice any Easter eggs in that picture of the new Both skill training system? No. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you no, want... No, that's fine. No. no, that's good. That, that was perfect. <laughs> Captains, if you haven't already filled out our game ideas form on our website, check it out at 
priorityonepodcast.com forward slash game ideas and let us know your thoughts. Can you try to read that with <laughs> less sarcasm? What? It was like... What? <laughs> it came out... Captains, I'm thinking about crafting right now in a bunch of junk. So... Yeah. That's what's on my that's mind. Kinda, Let us know your thoughts. That's kind of what I heard. <laughs> it was like, Captains, I if only, you haven't already, filled out the game ideas form on our website. I don't like wasting resources on stuff I know that's not good. Oh, that's man. all. That was... You sounded I so just mad. don't want to waste any resources. Okay. I only want to invest in very good things only. That's okay. it. Okay. But that's all I'm saying. That's okay. And that's why I didn't do crafting at first. But I was was confused. Okay. I was just confused. And guess what? You, you would have been less confused right. if this information would have been on Stowiki, which it wasn't. Yeah. We have. It's okay. We need... It's all right. It's all right. We're you know we're we're at the we're wrapping up now. And we want your voicemails too. We do have a widget that allows you to leave a voicemail. Just saying, nobody ever does. Yeah, it. Nobody well. uses that. I know because nobody was using it. The last person that used it was Bertha Longjohn. No, that's no, not true. Yeah, there we had more after that. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> admirals, you, admirals, admirals, you no. know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I was being sincere. That's what I, that's yeah, what that but, sounds like. Oh, 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 is that yes. what sincerity sounds like? That's what scripted sincerity sounds like. <laughs> Admirals, oh you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show. What are your thoughts on the new bridge officer training system? What are abilities? See, that's the same typo from the last time I tried to read this. I told you I changed you it. Didn't you didn't change it. I know I did change it, but you had it wrong. <laughs> I changed it to what you had it, and it was wrong. You had one job to do. Now do it like Iago from Aladdin. Stay in touch with us throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't bad. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have started with this line of reasoning. For some reason, all I could think of when you said that is the theme song to the Cleveland show, but the cookie show. Oh, wait, was that? That is not the Sanford and Sons? Isn't that Sanford and Sons? Oh, God. Moving on. This Sorry, is be a I good had to finish week. it. If I just started, I have to, you know, you can't stop. That's from Scrubs. Yep. Well, no, it was used in Scrubs. The theme song is Sanford and Sons. I know, I know. We know that still, it was not originally Scrub. from Scrubs, okay, Skiffy? God. <laughs> he has to be so literal with him. Why? Was that better? <laughs>